Welcome to the Static Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony T, and this is episode 95. Episode 95 on this Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. Thank you for joining me today. I hope that you, everyone has some money left over in their bank account with all the banking stuff going on. Now, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I have to be. Um, they are bailing these banks out again. I know they're not calling it bailouts, but it's 2008 all over again. This is just, uh, the, the, the system is being played at the taxpayer's expense. They like to scare everyone where they say, well, we can't let these banks go under because it'll impact the whole financial system. We can't have that. Well, no, let it go under. If a business is uh, ran poorly and it goes out of business, it that's it. Files for Chapter 11 and close the doors. This Silicon Valley Bank uh, deal was different from 20, uh, 2008 because that was subprime mortgages. This was ran poorly. They had most of their investments in long-term treasuries. Now with the interest rates going up, uh, those flipped over. And I think it was Peter Thiel who kind of created the bank run, maybe. He realized that it was being ran poorly, and he told all his Silicon Valley friends to pull the money out. And that's what caused this uh, bank to go under and get taken over by the feds. And it was an FDIC-insured bank, so any uh, account up to $250,000 was insured. But anything else they agreed on, now there's people, it was a Silicon Valley uh, bank, so they had uh, accounts there with more than $250,000 in it, and they agreed to uh, re- uh, insure those uh, depositors also. And how are they going to pay for that, you ask? Well, they're going to raise bank fees on other people. And they're not going to pay. There's, there's The federal government has no money. All their money comes from taxpayers or the bank depositors. They, 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 they're not going to just, they print it when it benefits them, or they'll print it and they'll make the people pay for it. So this is a total bailout. Again, now you had Credit Suisse had issues and another bank uh, bought them up or decided to help them out. Um, it, it's a domino effect. Uh, people, the banks, you shouldn't keep your money in the bank anyway anymore. There's no reason. You don't get any interest on it. It's It doesn't bring you money. They take your money, they invest it by giving out loans, mortgages, and they collect them, whatever, the f- interest on it, and they make money. Meanwhile, you get recently you got less than a percent on savings account there or money markets there. It's not worth it. So here I have a blast from the past, none other than Jen Psaki, uh, ex-White House press secretary on MSNBC, her show Inside of, I mean Inside with Jen Psaki. Donald Trump's looming indictment. We've seen Trump's allies attack prosecutors in all sorts of ways. But one attack in particular stood out to me. On Thursday, Boris Epstein said that woke radical DAs in New York and Atlanta are to blame for Trump's legal problems. Yes, you heard that correctly. Woke DAs are to blame here. That attack stood out because it seems that blaming woke politics for problems big and small has become a one-size-fits-all response for Republicans lately. Take, for example, the news this past week of the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, the largest bank failure since the 2008 financial crisis. It was a big deal, and it's a complicated issue, one that we could probably devote an entire show to. 
But for some Republicans, the real problem had no connection at all to any economic policies at all. This is the really the first bank failure that was caused by adherence to woke beliefs and policies. They were one of the most woke banks. Lord knows what other left wing romping was going on in these woke banks. In this bank, they're so concerned with DEI and politics and all kinds of stuff. Uh, I think that really diverted from them focusing on their core mission. So blaming the wokes or wokeness or wokeism has become a knee-jerk reaction for Republicans on any issue. Clearly, the term itself is a little bit ambiguous and has been subject to a lot of interpretation. But many Republicans have co-opted woke and increasingly used it to rally their base against their political opponents. But the Republicans are pretty much correct because it was a simple investment. They had their money invested in long-term things, which the interest rates... It all depended on the interest rates, and the Fed started jacking up the interest rates, and anyone who knew that would say, hey, we got to get our money out of this or invest differently because the rates are going up. And that's what it was, in, and the people who were hired in charge of that bank, um, they really didn't have experience, banking experience. Um, they were, you know, there's the diversity equality or equity and inclusion thing that all these banks are going to because BlackRock says ESG is the thing and we have to make it inclusive. So they hire people that have that mostly based on their uh, being their gender or what they identify as and their experience has nothing to do with it. And so this is what happens. So I'm glad MSNBC keeps hiring great reporters and anchors, talking heads that keep just spewing leftist propaganda again. Um, so business as usual over there. And while I'm on the topic of money, let's go to the Ukraine. From the New York Times two days ago, the White House authorizes $350 million in military aid for Ukraine. This is the latest infusion of aid is aimed at giving Ukraine much needed ammunitions ahead of a planned spring offensive. The Biden administration on Monday approved a new $350 million package of military aid for Ukraine, U.S. officials said, a critical injection as Ukraine grapples with ammunition shortages and gears up for a spring offensive. Secretary of the State Anthony J. Blinken said in a statement that the aid package would include more ammunitions for howitzers and HIMARS rocket launchers. The American-made truck-mounted rocket system, in addition to ammunition for Bradley infantry fighting vehicles, arm missiles, anti-tank weapons, riverine boats, and other equipment. This additional drawdown of military equipment from the Pentagon stockpiles is the 34th since last August, the Defense Department said in a statement. Quote, to meet Ukraine's evolving battlefield requirements, the United States will continue to work with its allies and partners to provide Ukraine with key capabilities, the statement added. The Biden administration has authorized drawdowns valued at approximately $19.95 billion since August 2021. In total, the United States has committed more than $32.5 billion in security assistance to Ukraine since the beginning of the war. Now, the only thing I have to say about this situation is that if this government has enough money to give out to these banks and just start shipping it $32 billion to Ukraine and military weapons, then guess what? They are taxing us too much. We're paying them too much money. 
this amount of money that's being spent by them is just ridiculous and it has to be reined in. There's no reason to be giving a foreign country all this support in weapons for a war that we don't benefit anything from. You know, Iraq, okay, you got, it's, it was a big waste of money, it was a big thing, but there was oil incentives there. Oil right now is about $68 a barrel, and in the New York tri-state area, it's still, well, $3.5 for a gallon of, like, the middle grade. It's well over $4 for premium grade. Why is it so expensive? And it'll stay expensive if people keep paying it and not fighting back anymore. Uh, I'm not a big fan of French and the French system. They're pretty much socialist there. But they know how to stand up for themselves. Uh, here's a clip from France 24 of what's going on there now. From Paris to Strasbourg and from Lille to Bordeaux, fresh protests broke out on Monday night across France, just hours after the government of French President Emmanuel Macron survived two no-confidence motions in Parliament. This also means that the government's controversial plan to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64 has now been adopted. In the eastern city of Strasbourg, more than 1,000 people gathered in the city center. The law de facto has been voted, but the fight goes on. And as long as it hasn't been applied, we're going to keep up the fight. Well, I was expecting it, so I'm not disappointed. Those people can't disappoint me anymore anyway. But all I can say is, we'll see you tomorrow in the streets. We'll be there. The fight goes on. In the capital, demonstrators set fire to garbage bins, which in many neighborhoods are overflowing with trash. Garbage men have been on strike in several parts of Paris. Anticipating the anger after a tense day in Parliament, riot police were deployed in the city centre. In the crowds, there were many university students. We lived through COVID. They messed us around with the lockdowns and by shutting down universities. My generation has been living with the pressure of climate change. Since I was a kid, I've thought that in 2050, the earth would be on fire. I don't have any time to lose. Now, as a nation, we're all thinking ahead to when we'll be retired. But my generation doesn't even know what kind of living conditions we'll have by then. Just when it comes to air quality. The bill still faces a review by the Constitutional Council before it can be signed into law. So Macron wants to raise their uh, retirement age from 62 to 64, and pretty much they got that whole city shut down. They're protesting. Over here, you know, people, we had protests in the summer of 2020, uh, one, whatever, and they were burning stuff down. But for George Floyd, which, you know, what did it get? Uh, you know, it, it's meanwhile, you had lockdowns and nobody was protesting the lockdowns. Um, and I want to point out that last uh, student that they uh, interviewed. Now, look how they brainwashed the youth. The, she say, she said that she was scared that, you know, they taught her that the earth is going to be on fire by 2050. I mean, what is going on? What are we teaching these kids in school? It, 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 earth is not going to be on fire by 2050. And if you want to live where you have fresh air, she mentioned air quality, you got to move out of city. City air is shit. You got to move where there's trees and grass and, and stuff like that. Not urban centers where there's trucks, pollution, no, no, 
no trees, buildings everywhere. Uh, it's this is r crazy. Now, just to emphasize the crazy um, that's going on, I have my last clip here of the Vice President Kamala Harris on the Colbert Show. I know you love Veep. I do. I, I love Veep. Is it accurate? There is. There are bits of it that are actually quite accurate. And a member of my team decided to do something really sweet for me. So I was out of my office in the West Wing. I was having a meeting across the street, and we're walking back toward my office, and he says, I need to tell you something. So I decided when you were in that meeting to light the fireplace. But he forgot to open the flute. <laughs> so Secret Service was like, ma'am, you could not go back to your office. <laughs> Holy cow. It's hilarious. What is the actual role on a daily basis as you have found it? Well, I have the great privilege of serving with Joe Biden, who was president of the United States. <laughs> And was vice president, right? Does that affect so, it? Does, it? does he understand what it's like to does, be a vice president? He does. And he is, he really is a true partner. He's an extraordinary leader. <laughs> really is. Really is. That's an excellent, that's an excellent answer. And uh, the question was, what is the job of the vice president? <laughs> And with that, that'll do it for me. I am your host, Anthony T. This is the Static Podcast. You can reach me at staticpodcast.net. Like, subscribe, donate. This is a value for value podcast. You could get yourself a new podcast apps at newpodcastapps.com. Uh, they allow you to stream small bits of Bitcoin called Satoshis, uh, Boostergrams. I don't take ads. You don't have to listen to fake applause tracks and laughter like on the Colbert show. So uh, thanks for joining me today and I will see you next week.